welcome to In My Mug episode 321 on Monday the 5th of January 2015. Happy New Year. Uh, I am your host, Stephen Layton. Welcome to In My Mug and welcome to the news. News. So, SSSSS is going out this week. So if you were lucky enough to get a golden ticket and you did the sensible thing and subscribed, be prepared for the first of my secret stash that's coming out to you. Um, so this is the golden ticket that were in the orders, and if you got one, you can order the Steve's secret stash, Steve's super secret stash subscription. Um, and we've got some really interesting coffees lined up that you would only taste if you were a subscriber of that. So pretty big. And Bolivia is here, right here. Um, our Bolivians have arrived. Dave Vilka went live just before Christmas, before we broke up. Um, and today's coffee is Loaiza uh, from Felicio Ramos, a, a long favourite. Uh, many, many, many exciting new coffees to come from Bolivia as well. We've had to do a lot of work there. And there's going to be more about that in the coming weeks. Um, I will be telling you and keeping you, uh, giving you news of what happened in Bolivia. Um, but the has been top 10 is up. Me and Roland sat in this very room last year on the eve of New Year and uh, talked about our favourite coffees of 2014 um, and made us realise what a great year it was. Uh, some great, great coffees. You should go watch. The link is go.hasbeen.co.uk forward slash top 10. And if I remember, I'll put it on the screen. So that's go.hasbeen.co.uk forward slash top 10. All one word. T-E-N, not 10. Um, and that was the news. So we should get to focus on, and focus on this week is going to be looking at the country of Bolivia. So Bolivia is a bit of a pet project of mine and uh, I know quite a bit about it. So like Bolivia is one of the poorest countries in South America. Um, according to the Center for Agro uh, Economic Research, uh, it shows that 60% of the population live below or in poverty, 37% um, in extreme poverty, um, only 80% have access to electricity, 86% have access to running water, and only 50% have uh, access to sewage system connections. Um, Bolivians are 7.1 times higher um, at risk of dying in infancy than if they lived in the USA. Um, they use 96% less oil than the US, uh, consume 96% uh, 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 less oil and no electricity and then 90% less oil um, than the US. Uh, they make 90% less money, have 81% more babies. Uh, die 11 years sooner and spend 98% uh, less on healthcare than, than in the US. Uh, I know this because they did a presentation on this on my Tampa Tantrum Asia tour. Tampa Tantrum. Um, which I'll be, I'm going to be setting live really soon. That I, I think you, if you like Bolivian coffee, it's important to watch. Um, coffee uh, was the most principal cash crop um, and the second most important uh, agronomical uh, after timber. Uh, back in the 80s um, and it was also a primary substitute that was offered part of the USAID war on drugs uh, in the 80s um, where uh, coffee production reached 30,000 tonnes 13,000 tonnes sorry 13,000 tonnes um, with over 20,000 hectares were devoted to coffee 
Uh, and it was a, they were also a massive consuming nation at the time, which is incredibly rare. Most coffee producing countries don't drink their own stuff, but Bolivia still to this day has a very, very strong coffee culture. Um, but there's been a steady decline in production. We've seen really, really drop. Um, so for instance, uh, if I talk about um, uh, Brazil Paseo, uh, they produce around about 60,000 bags a, like, a year. Um, Bolivia in 2013 exported 25,000. So not even half of what one farm in Brazil exported. Gives you a real idea of uh, how little coffee now is grown uh, in Bolivia. Um, and that was focus on. So let's get to this winter coffee, which is Finca Loeza. Uh, the farm is owned by Felicio Ramos, who uh, is 45 years old, originally from La Paz. Um, his father was a farmer. Uh, he was a um, potato and barley producer. And Feliciano was always interested uh, in the farming side of what his father did. Um, uh, so when he decided uh, in 2002 to move to uh, Caranave, um, he decided that he wanted to have a farm. So he rented a coffee farm for a couple of years, um, but began to start using the money from that to save to buy his own farm. Um, and after two years, he bought uh, Loeza, which is uh, 10 hectares. Um, now I call it Loeza, like lots of farms in Brazil, in Bolivia, um, they, farms don't have names. So uh, it's in the municipality. Uh, it's like a canton um, uh, called Loeza. So the farm is Finca Loeza Felicio Ramos. Um, and the farm is located on the top of a small mountain um, towards the, the, the Andean spine that we talk about a lot. Um, the farm uh, only had two hectares of coffee when he took over um, and he's been trying to raise this by planting new, uh, new coffee, new, like new plant stock, uh, but also by uh, caring for the land and, and, and trying to do a better job. Uh, Feliciano is married. Uh, his wife's name is uh, Tomasa uh, Condori. Um, and they have five children who are all at school and five children all at school sounds like a handful um, but uh, the family just all dig in um, the, the, the coffee was the only source of money uh, for the family um, there's been a change in that uh, but basically Felicia Sarno has had to move uh, but I'll tell you more about that in a minute um, but it's quite coffee production in Bolivia is really on the decline and a lot of this is down to coca coca leaf which is completely legal to grow in Bolivia um, and it's used to chew and it makes delicious tea it's only when it's turned into base um, and then made into the powder that it becomes illegal um, and I'm sure lots of that happens there too um, that there's the Peru is another place where a lot of the coca gets taken to to be processed um, so yeah, uh, the coffee, it's a washed coffee. Um, well, I say washed, it's kind of like a washed. Um, it's it's not put under water as you would think a traditional washed. Um, it's basically put through a depulper, uh, which removes the uh, mucilage. Um, and uh, it's kind of like a dry fermentation and then goes through the machine again to, to take off, uh, using the scrubbers to take off the, the mucilage. Um, it's kind of like a honey pulp natural stroke washed uh, and I think you can taste lots of that in the in the cup um, it's something that really does uh, stand out this is very very getting very very common in, in Bolivia as a way of processing uh, if you see washed most of it will have been done this way um, 
It's been a tough year. A uh, tough year for Feliciano and a tough year for Bolivia. Uh, yields have been massively down. Uh, he has, does have a leaf rust problem, which is uh, just ravaging through Carinavi. Um, and he's had to move the family off the farm, as I was saying earlier. Uh, and that's so Feliciano's wife can, can work. Um, it's the only way that they can make the numbers stack up for them and their family. Um, I'll be honest, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Feliciano stop growing coffee. Um, unless something drastically changes. Um, we have started on a programme this year of uh, giving agronomic advice to producers uh, and we, we paid, uh, a, I think it was, I know it was a 10 cent premium on all of the coffee, um, but they weren't allowed to have that 10 cents extra. They That was put into a fund to pay for an agronomist to go in and give them all advice um, on how to increase yields and tackle leaf rust uh, and I think that's a really important thing um, it's it's an amazing coffee it's one of my all-time favorite Bolivians uh, I remember that you know wh when Machu Camarca wasn't around anymore this was the one that gave me the cuddle and made me feel better um, and it is it's a delicious delicious coffee and I cannot wait to get it in here and try it so we should talk about the numbers so the farm name is Finca Loeza, um, and the owner is Felicio Ramos um, he lives in the city of Caranavi in the region of uh, Franja Los Yungas. Um, the uh, farm size is 10 hectares, of which 8 hectares is for coffee growing. Uh, it has an altitude of around about 1,600 metres above sea level. It is a mix of 20% Katura, 40% Katayi, and 40% Tipica. Um, and it's a washed coffee. There we go. Everything. Um, so I'm going to. Oh, actually, no, we're not going to wipe you on pause just yet because it's time for the interesting map bit. not saying the words to that while listening to the music if you've heard the words one you can't it's impossible well welcome to the map bit we are zooming up and we are going across the atlantic ocean and we're going to south america and probably my favorite country in south america um, we're going to focus down on bolivia so let's get down and zoom onto it now we've bought a lot of coffees from bolivia not just this year but every year um, my interesting fact is about three percent of bolivia's bolivia's land is arable the rest of it it's just nothing grows there's a part of the delta plana where bacteria doesn't even live um but we're going down and we're going to go and have a look at Lulawaisa. but what i'm showing you first of all is Karanavi, and just so you get an idea of the typography from Carico to Karanavi, it's such a mountainous beautiful country um so you're 1525 meters in Carico, and you go up and then you go back down again um, it really is just absolutely crazy elevations um, but what we're going to do is going to swizzle around you like my little swizzle rounds um, so you see Belinda here and what I'm going to show you is the distance from Belinda from Ka there's Karanavi and then if we zoom down just in the distance in fact you can't quite see it so let's kind of hopefully zoom across there we go I'm going to zoom across and there we are to Loeza so you can see um, exactly where it is in relation to everywhere else I mean just look at those mountain ranges so that's the Andean mountain range um, that I harp on about so much um, and the Karanavi circle that we buy all this amazing coffee from so let's just have a whiz round and then we're going to, uh, what am I doing here? Wow, I'm scrolling around like an idiot. Let's go back down, uh, zoom back round. And you can see 
that's a mountain and snow. Hey, let's go up. So you can see the circle there. This is the circle of farms that we buy from around Karanavi. Um, it is just an amazing country with amazing coffee and an amazing map bit. Bolivia is great for map bits. It always is great for map bits. Um, so uh, now it is time for Roland Glue's daft fact of the week. Bolivia contains 40% of every creature in the world. It's called biodiversity, don't you do? Wow, Blue's getting all biodiversity. Yeah, 40% of the um, entire animal population live in Bolivia. It's a beautiful country. My, one of my favorite places to visit. Um, when I do the talk, when I put the talk up, and I hope you will go and watch the talk, because it's something I'm super proud of. Um, like for me, it looks like space. Um, it's just an amazing, amazing place. Right, uh, I'm gonna wipe you on pause, I'm gonna go and get tasting delicious drinks. Be back with you in just a second. We are back. And I'm gonna purposely drink half of this and then leave half of it and you'll see why because I know what happens as this cools and it's a little hot at the moment, so. So, it's all acidity. It's all up front like cherry, dark cherry, um, cherry cola sweet, um, but it's just cherry, cherry, cherry. And some people that can put them off uh, because, you know, too much acidity can be challenging in espresso and for me it is a little much but I like it still but I'm gonna take a sip before I dive into my milk um, this is my cup from telescope uh, telescope are in Paris um, they are a customer of ours if you're ever in Paris they're near the Louvre and I insist you go see them best coffee shop in Paris by a long way um, and uh, this was given to me by my good friend Nicholas thank you Nicholas uh, I know you watch these sometimes uh, thank you very very much mate and what a perfect size for a milk drink because what you get is coffee now the milk just makes it go sweet just makes it go biscuity and ooh, and just chocolatey sweet caramel um, with a little hint of cherry. Now I'm gonna go back to the espresso, which has been cool in there. And there comes this sweetness. It's two-tone drink. You just have it hot and it's like acidity. Have it cool, it's like creamy, thick caramel and chocolate. It's just delicious. Um, really is amazing. Um, I think the mug's trying to tell us something. Now, this is a mixture of the two espresso, so you'd get, you're getting lots of sweetness with the brewed coffee, but you're still getting the cherry come through. And there's a little of like key lime pie acidity. Um, and I think it's that biscuity and that lime acidity that's all just kind of coming together in there. And it, it's a delicious coffee. Like whenever I feel sad that Matcha Kamaka isn't around, I grab a bag of Loaiza. And it'd be so bad if Feliciano stops growing coffee. I like. I really don't want him to stop um, 
I understand if he does because it's hard and, and hopefully this advice from the agronomist that uh, they went in to see them uh, just before Christmas um, the guy flew in from Costa Rica and he spoke to a number of producers from Bolivia not just our guys so the money that we put in paid some of the costs towards it and, and all of our guys got invited but there were other producers that went as well uh, and I really hope that it can kind of help Bolivian uh, coffee get better um, yeah with yields dropping we've just had to pay ridiculous prices for this and this is not a cheap coffee and none of our Bolivians will be cheap this year but uh, worth every penny I think right um, time to wrap up as the mug said life is definitely too short for bad coffee